Create the life you deserve and desire with my in-demand Couch to Healthy Wellness Training Program. During this 12-week program, you'll learn how to develop a health-based mindset, discover your true authentic self, create healthy eating and exercise habits, and get the tools, skills, and training you need to sustain a life of better health, more energy, and lasting happiness. The program is now 50% off for a very limited time. To get the link to this incredible program and special limited time offer, email me info at trainingwithcoachbrad.com or send me a DM message at trainingwithcoachbrad on either Facebook or Instagram. Welcome to another episode of the Be Well, Be Safe, Be Happy, Eat Ice Cream podcast. This podcast is about personal transformation and helping you to have better health, more energy, and live a more purposeful life. I'm your host and Couch to Healthy Guide, Coach Brad. I'm on a mission to help you live a life of greater health, energy, and happiness by helping you realize your true, authentic self. Every week, I'll interview a different guest who will give you the skills, tools, and strategies for doing just that. Each week, we'll have in-depth talks about a variety of topics focusing on how you can take back your health, energy, and happiness once and for all. Topics such as mindset, healthy eating habits, staying motivated, improving your self-worth, and how to overcome fear, anxiety, depression, and much, much more. I speak with experts across all walks of life, ranging from business, life, dream, and health coaches to everyday ordinary people who have defied the odds and set a new standard for their life. These guests have overcome addictions, depression, low self-worth, and have permanently ended the yo-yo cycle to reclaim their health and well-being when all seemed lost. And most importantly, they have transformed their life from surviving to thriving. Every episode contains practical wisdom and advice that you can use to build a better understanding of how you can have better health, more energy, and live a more purposeful, fulfilled life. And be sure and listen all the way to the end for a special free offer. To learn more, follow me on Instagram at Training with Coach Brad. Welcome to a very special year-end edition of the Be Well, Be Safe, Be Happy, Eat Ice Cream podcast. For this episode, I thought, wouldn't it be fun to assemble an all-star cast of guests who each have their own unique story, have defied the odds, and transformed their life in one way or another, or have had a life-changing epiphany that led them to where they are today. These are the experts in mindset, happiness, wellness, optimization, overcoming depression, thoughts of suicide, domestic violence, and more. Our theme for this year-end episode is getting ready for 2023. What you can do to take the steps to transform your life to greater happiness, health, and energy. All right, well, welcome everybody, and thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you taking the time between the holidays to join us for this special year-end edition of the Be Well, Be Safe, Be Happy, Eat Ice Cream podcast. And I talked a little bit about what we're doing here today in, in the intro, but before we really jump into this, I just wanted to take a moment and introduce our panel of experts today. I like to call this kind of my dream team uh, for the year-end uh, podcast special. So starting off, I'm going to leave 
read this left to right as I was mentioning earlier, but starting off, uh, we've got Linda. Let me go ahead and raise your hand there. Linda is coming to us from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and is our wellness guru. I call her wellness guru, has created her own I'm Great Wellness program. So you can definitely go back and check out her episode. Her episode is number, and I wrote it down here, number 48. So, and then up next on my panel here, we've got, I call him the man, the myth, the legend a little bit, someone who really overcame adversity in the form of depression and thoughts of suicide to really go from victim to victor. So from Wichita, Kansas, joining us is Josiah Thibodeau. Josiah, welcome. Okay. And then uh, next up, we have, I like to call him Dr. Vic, or he sometimes goes by Dr. Vic, uh, currently living in Knoxville, Tennessee, but our mindset and business success coach. So Dr. Vic, welcome. And then from, uh, oh, here we go, Karen, I knew I'd forget, Greensboro, there we go, Greensboro, North Carolina, an incredible story, our lawyer to optimization coach, uh, Kara, welcome. And then uh, from my original home state, uh, Denver, Colorado, we've got another outstanding guest with us today. Her name is Karen Seitz, and Karen is our happiness expert. Karen, welcome. Someone who went through her own journey and her own epiphany. And then finally, we have got uh, an incredible, incredible woman with an incredible, incredible story. Someone who truly, truly overcame adversity, defied the odds in the form of domestic abuse and health issues to go on to become a domestic abuse survivor and lose an incredible 115 pounds. Is now rocking it in the gym every day. I'm so, I get, I get almost a little embarrassed when I see you have just crushing it in the gym. I'm like, oh gosh, I got to get in there. So Heather Murray from South, did I say this? Right, Southington, Connecticut. Close enough, Southington. <laughs> okay, close enough. Okay, there we go. Well, again, welcome and thank you so much, everybody, for being here. So, I really want to do this special because we're coming up on the year 2023. We're just a couple of days away. We're ending 2022, and this is the time of year where people start thinking about well, what do I want 2023 to be like, and I could use like goals or, you know, New Year's resolutions or something like that, but I want to go way beyond that. I want to go way past that because I know there's so much more than that. But everybody's thinking about, you know, well, how can I have an awesome, awesome 2020? All of us here have done something, gone through a journey to transform our lives so that we had an awesome 2022 and even better 2023. So what can we share with listeners and viewers about how to have an awesome 2023. So to start us off with, I just want to ask a general question. And Linda, I think I will start with you and then I'll kind of go around the circle and then we'll just kind of open up a little more. But all of us, as I just mentioned, and Linda, you kind of talked about this a little bit on the meet and greet, we've all been through our journeys. We, we, we did something, we did something. And so I want to start off by asking, you know, going into 2023, what was the one thing that happened in your life that really made the difference that allowed you to transform and go from like point A to point B, uh, so to speak, that, you know, really helped you elevate your life to that new level? So Linda, let's go ahead and start with you. Um, what helped me get from level A to level B is what my book is about. Um, and it all started with a positive morning routine. Um, I'm a firm believer in how you begin your day really makes an impact on how the rest of your day is going to play out. So once I started that routine, um, and it took months for me to get the routine where I wanted it to be, 
I really saw a huge difference in my perspective in life, my attitude in life, um, my gratitude for what I had. So I think a positive routine that includes intention and meditation and gratitude, um, time for self-care every day is essential to your well-being. And uh, through that, I actually feel like I'm a better person than who I was five years ago, 10 years ago. And I'm looking forward to seeing where it's going to take me this year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We sure are. So I went ahead and muted everybody. Karen made a good point. There's a little bit of background noise. Uh, Josiah, let's go over to you. I know you've had an incredible story and journey. And what was the one thing that really made the difference for you that allowed you to overcome depression and, and transform your life? As, uh, I think one of the big things is understanding the power of your choice in what you get to choose, you know, emotionally throughout the course of your life. A lot of times we give that power away to circumstances or people and it ends up clouding our mind, you get fuzzy, and then you start to think that those things are what control your peace, joy, love, happiness, you know, et cetera. And it's really understanding that you get to choose every single day if you want to live with those more negative type of emotions or if you would want to live with more of the positive emotions so i think choice is um just understanding that knowing that that power is there within you already and you just have to you know go after it yeah i know absolutely choice was a big part of my journey dr vick what about you uh you're muted dr vick and there we go there you um go. So normally what I share with my clients a lot is vision. You know, you got to set that vision of the future self or who does that look like? Who is that person that you want to become? And, you know, going in, like looking at 2023 for myself, it's like looking at who's that vision a year from now, who I want to be. And then what is that person? How does that think? How do they act? How do they respond? You know, like Josiah, you're saying choice, right? It's the same choice is a huge thing. What am I going to give my power to? What am I going to choose? And it's not just circumstances or situations. It's every thought. Right, because you have fifty to seventy thousand thoughts flying through your head every single day, but you have a choice to choose which one you want to give power to, and it starts just as simple as that. But everything that I do from that fact, that point, I have to look into that future self and say, okay, here I am right now in this moment. But at the same token, how can I close the gap to where I want to go, who I want to become? and keep visualizing it every single day and using principles of meditation and visual power of visualization, utilizing uh, aspects of gratitude and appreciating every moment that shows up in life because the present really is a gift. I know it's a cliche, you hear that so often, but it's one of those things that, you know, that you have things that come up in certain times in your life, whether it's good or bad, it's always there to serve you. And it's always there to help you to close that gap to be more of it. So vision is something that always keeps me looking forward. So that way, whatever shortcomings happen or whatever happens in my life. Um, I'm not going to let it get bogged down so much. Cause I'm like, hold on, let me slow down. Let me, let me reset. And then it's like, all right, here's where I'm going, regardless what's showing up here today. Now, Dr. Vic, I, I don't know if, if 
we communicated like what's it called mental telepathy or something but literally that's i would have said the same thing about vision if, if, if we were uh discussing this back and forth and, and having a conversation but thank you thank you uh dr vick uh kara let's let's jump over to you what and i your story i wish we for anyone who doesn't know go back and listen to i wrote it down here episode 24 kara tells this incredible story of, of lawyer to uh, optimization code but but anyway kara what was the one thing that made the difference for you that allowed you to transform your life yeah it's a pretty broad thing but what it what it really was was me understanding who i was and how i functioned and it's so interesting that i was so highly educated and spent so much of my life being educated and <laughs> I remember that yeah i didn't understand me i didn't understand who i was i didn't understand how i functioned i didn't understand my fundamental nature I didn't understand that I held gifts and talents that were unique to me and that when I used those gifts and talents, I stepped into abundance. And when I didn't, I could succeed, but I would be in a state of like hard work and depletion. And I just, I didn't understand that, you know, it's like in this experience that we're in, we treat certain things as normal, you know, being under stress, being depleted, being overwhelmed, being in states of disease. Like we treat these as if they're normal. They are not normal. They are not our fundamental nature. They've been normalized, but they're not who we are. And so when I really started to understand myself and how I functioned, which also included, it it includes a number of things, but it includes understanding my gifts and talents. It includes understanding my fundamental nature. It includes understanding how to control and direct my own mind. And this is another thing we're not taught. We're not taught how to control and direct our own minds. And so it's like when all of this started to come together for me, like, wow, I don't understand myself and how I function. No wonder. I'm, even though I have what is termed success by society, I'm still so incredibly unhappy and unfulfilled, right? And so when I really started to understand myself, my life transformed. Okay. Hold that thought, Karen, because that's a key point about learning to understand ourselves. So yeah, hold that thought. We're going to get back to you. So Karen, let's move on to you. Uh, again, I'm, I'm kind of blessed because I've obviously done episodes with all of you and I've heard all your stories. And Karen, your epiphany is just, is just eye-opening. So what was it for you uh, that led you to from where you are to or where you were to where you are now? Thank you, Brad. Um, I was on a path and a journey of doing all the things that I thought I needed to be doing. I remember that. To be fulfilled, to be happy, to know myself, to understand myself. Um, I was a yoga teacher. I was a meditation teacher. Um, I practiced Reiki. I had my own healing practice. And it hit a point where I was continuing, even though I was doing all the things everybody told me I should be doing. And I read all the books and I did all these things. I was still very stuck in myself and still very unfulfilled, still didn't know who I was, Um, still didn't understand myself because I was reaching to these things outside of me, looking for myself in all the wrong places, thinking that that was going to make me happy and that was going to bring me fulfillment. So a huge awareness that I had to have in order to change, in order to actually know myself and and have a sense of fulfillment in myself. It's a little twofold. One, I had to know that I was the problem in my life. 
that it wasn't my upbringing. It wasn't my past. It wasn't my former relationships. It wasn't the men in my life. It wasn't anyone else that it was me that was the problem because that was the only way that I was going to be able to change. As long as I thought it was everybody else or my past, there was no path forward because I needed them to change or my circumstances to change. The other piece is that I had to know that I was unhappy. And I took what I call the happy pill. And through yoga, through meditation, through all the things I was doing, I idealized my life and I idealized myself to avoid the painful feelings I had about who I was and to avoid the lack of confidence and insecurity in myself. So in order to actually move on a path and a journey of being happy, I had to get honest with myself to know that I was unhappy because then I could actually begin to move forward. And then I had to actually know what happiness was and find mentors who knew what happiness was and were living it to actually guide me in that direction because everything I was doing wasn't it. And now that I know the experience, I can see that. And and those were, were two huge epiphanies, Brad, that I had to have to start to change that I'm the problem in my life and to also know that I was unhappy. And hold that thought also, Karen, because that's a big part of it, you know, knowing that we are unhappy and and taking responsibility for that. So that's one thing we all have in common is that we were able to take responsibility for our lives. So Heather, let's let's jump down to you. You obviously are someone that really rocked the boat and took and took ownership for your situation, a pretty, pretty adverse type situation. So what what made the difference for you in your life that you were able to transform? So yeah. Um when you're when you're in a situation like that and you you just hear day in and day out that you're you're nothing and you're a piece of garbage and all that stuff you had i had to decide for myself that i wasn't that i was worth it and that um i'm i'm someone that has a lot of love to give out to people but the, i wasn't loving myself so I had to understand, um, and I chose to love myself first and, and just really fill myself up with, with love and, and love for me were acts of kindness and service to myself, going to the gym, taking care of my mental health, taking care of my physical health, my outward appearance, all of it. Um, and I've found as I do that, the more I do that, um, the more love I have to give to everyone else. Um, and for me, that's just been, been, been the entire difference in my life is that, that I'm worth it. I'm somebody and I'm worth loving and I have a lot of love to give back out into the world. So again, there's another great thought, and I'll say the same thing to you, Heather, hold that thought about this idea of self-love and self-care, because I think that was a big, big part of the, of the transformation journey. So so let me kind of open it up now with, with a general question, and everybody, we can kind of just, you know, go with the flow and mute and unmute as, as necessary. But let's say, for example, you know, I'm just a random person, I'll call myself uh I don't know, well, Brad, I guess that's my name. And I'm getting ready to go into 2023. And I'm someone that is, in lack of a better word, I'll use the word struggling. Whether it's, I don't know, we'll say depression, desire, or, or 
you know, something like your situation, Heather, or, or Kara, I don't know myself. Uh, Victor, I'm lacking a vision or, or Linda morning routine or Karen, like you, I don't know what happiness is and I need help. Like what's, what's one of the first things that you would say that, Hey, Brad, this is something you got to get going on right away to immediately begin to transform your life. So just, let's kind of just open it up at, at this point and anyone can unmute and we'll just kind of unmute and mute as, as needed. So. I'd, I'd love to offer offer another perspective, Brad. Absolutely. For, for those who are in that place at the end of the year, in this place of what I call forced reflection. So I believe the holidays and the new year is this time that comes up where we feel the pressure and we feel the overwhelm. Yes. And we right, and we feel the anxiety of I, I like say an OS moment of here the new year comes and we start to think of all the things that we didn't do or accomplish through the year. We beat ourselves up for all the places that we're still stuck. We're focused on how we might be feeling depressed and anxious in our lives or feeling really bad about ourselves because we're not where we thought we would be. And then we see everybody on social media and we see the holiday commercials and we see everybody posting the best pictures and we're in this place of comparing ourselves to everybody else and feeling that we're not enough. So then we feel like we need this grand plan and we need a reset and we need a fresh beginning. And that's how I used to live my life. And I can remember getting to the end of the year and all I could see were all the things that I didn't get to all the places I'm still challenged, all the places that I still feel inadequate and not enough and lacking mm. and comparing myself to everyone. So then I would try to get pumped up on the inside of, okay, I've got to have that vision. I've got to have that goal. But the problem was, is that the reason I really felt that way is because I hadn't been doing what I knew I needed to be doing all year long. I didn't have the consistency to follow through with myself and do the things that would show me that I'm important and show me that I value myself. One, and one, I also, I didn't know how. So I would create this plan. I would set the goals. I would look at the ways I needed to be different and like, okay, here we go. Here we go. Going to hit the ground running. And yet then I had no muscle and no foundation to actually carry through and follow through with the goals that I set for myself. So it was this form of total self-sabotage and setting myself up for failure because I didn't have the foundation of me and I didn't have the foundation to follow through. So as we talk today, I, I want to give a, you know, I don't want to hog the mic, but as we talk today and I get to share, I really want to offer the listeners a different perspective in terms of a lifestyle change of learning what happiness is and learning to be on a path of being happy. Because when you're on a path of being happy, it's a path of growing and learning through life to make choices to be the best that you can be, not for anything back in return, but just to feel good about who you are and to know yourself and to be committed to doing your best. And when you live that life and you have a path to live that kind of life, the beauty of it is when the new year comes, there's no need to set goals. There's no need to have a vision for the year 
because you are already on the path of growing and learning. You already have the priorities. You already have the things that you're creating in your life as an expression of you. So January 1st is just the same as July 1st or September 1st. And it takes all the pressure and all the overwhelm off. I was sharing this with a group of women last night and I saw their shoulders drop when I shared this perspective of like, let go of the list, let go of the journals, let go of the vision board. And this is what you need to be focused on through the year. So I'm excited to continue to share on that theme today, Brad. Thank you. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. And again, anyone, you can go back and check out Karen's episode, episode number 40. But what are some 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 of you other, what are some of your thoughts about, and, and I get your point, Karen, about, you know, we can, July 1st can be the same as, as January 1st. That's a very valid point. But what are some other thoughts, you know, you're working with someone and, and again, I kind of use the word struggle, whether it's depression or, or who knows what, but what would you say to that person to really get them to, hey, this is this is how you get your life from where you are to where you want to be, that transformation. I think one of the big things is getting real with yourself and where you are and stop making excuses. Stop allowing yourself to make the excuse, well, it's because of this thing. And just be like, this is where I am. This is what's going on. This is what I'm dealing with. And that's real life. And there's tons of people who are dealing with these same situations, these same scenarios. It may differ here and there, you know, between each individual. But if you're not willing to get real with yourself and what you're actually going through, you know, it could be grief for a death in the family. It could be, you know, depression, like what I dealt with or any number of things. But you have to really get real with it and say, okay, this is where I am. And then I think the other thing kind of going to what Karen was talking about is allowing yourself the time to breathe as you are on that journey to get better. So. Um, you you know, so not putting like, I'm going to be better by this date. So, you know, Dr. Vic was talking about vision and I'm all about that because all the big business leaders, you know, motivational people, they talk about a vision for your life. But then I think what people do is they get stuck with this concept of this thing has to be done at this specific time. And if it's not done at that specific time, then I failed. And I'm never going to end up getting to where I want to go. But if you listen to people like Alex Hermosi talks, you know, he's like, plan for a 10-year run, you know, get an idea of what you want to do and allow yourself an extended period of time to get through to that thing. And then Damon John from Shark Tank, uh, he's he's talking about set your goals. Doesn't mean that you have to hit them, but set them to try to get there. But it doesn't mean that you're going to hit that thing. But you have the vision for where you want to go. But you're giving yourself the time that to get there over a longer period or a longer expanse. Because if when we shorten that down, that's where I think we run into trouble. Because now we're rush, 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 rush. This isn't working out the way that I want it to. And then we get to the end and we didn't accomplish what we wanted so then we feel like a failure and then we just keep repeating that cycle over and over so instead of playing that long game we're condensing it down and just sabotaging ourselves basically my gosh i'm gonna have to have all of you back on there's like a podcast within the podcast (laughs) here but uh, what what are some some other thoughts uh maybe linda care or or dr vick or heather what about you know what would you say to someone to say you know hey let's 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 hit the ground running in 2023. What would you tell that person? 
I was, I was just going to say, you know, um, it's not a zero sum game, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and your progress isn't linear straight up. So um, a lot, I, I, I know I have it. I have that black and white mindset of I'm doing it or I'm not doing it, you know, <laughs> instead of giving myself some grace in there of, you know, I'm doing it, but maybe today isn't, you know, I'm not full on, you know, but I'm doing it, you know? Um, so just pick, pick one thing, pick two things and make those your focus. Um, but also just give yourself the grace to, um, not, not, um, not be so, so hard and fast about, you know, I have that little bit of that perfectionist mindset. So like give you, give yourself a little grace, you know, don't, don't be so hard on yourself and also try to focus on the things that you, that you've already accomplished um, and use those as your building blocks to keep going. Okay. Uh, Anybody else? Wanda? Look like you had your, your your hand up, I guess. <laughs> um, I, I would add something, I think, to that. So I think like what I saw in my profession was it was like I worked in this big law firm. I worked around these people who really had what our society deems success. They made a lot of money. They went to top schools. They got the big job. They were like on paper, their lives looked really successful right and so and what the interesting thing was was it was like it's so interesting i feel like we set a really high bar for ourselves in terms of like what our resume looks like or what school we've gone to or how much money we make like we set this really high bar but in terms of how we feel i actually think we set a pretty low bar we accept not feeling good we accept not waking up in the morning and being like i'm excited for my day like we accept low levels of energy we you know accept being depleted we accept sacrificing like we we accept states of disease like this is just normal this is just what happens and i remember in my job it was like i would i felt like within me it was like even though everything looked good on paper like i i knew i was so unhappy like i knew it and when i would talk to my colleagues it would kind of be like this is just what life is <laughs> Like, no, I'm not excited to get up in the morning. Do you know what I mean? But listen, we have it good. We make a lot of money, you know, and like, this is just what it is. And so I, I, what I would offer is, no, it isn't. We can have a different experience, a very different experience. But I think the thing is, is like, if people don't even have that kind of like, wait a second, maybe I can have a different experience and they're just accepting what is, it's like, why do anything, right? And why commit to anything? Right. So it's like it's like like we're all sitting here saying like there are these things you can do. Right. But if people are in the state of like, I don't really like this is what life is and I just accept it. It's like, why do any of that stuff? Why? And and the other thing is like, why commit to it? Because it does take commitment. Right. And so it's like what I would offer to people first is like open yourself to the possibility that you can have such a different experience. And even though so many people are experiencing life in a certain way, you can have a different experience. And it's like, when you, when you open yourself to that, there's much more of like, 
yes, like, let's do this, right? As opposed to this, like, yeah, I'm doing it, or maybe I'm not doing it, but I don't really believe it's going to do anything anyway. So, Dr. Vic, let me jump over to you real quick then, because you mentioned vision in the opening, and, and Kara was just saying, you know, you can have this different experience. Absolutely. What's, what's, your, what's your take on that? What would you tell someone, you know, this is, you know, hit the ground running? First thing first you want to do is, you know, what is it that you, and this is an easy question, but it's so amazing how hard it is for people to answer this. At least this has been my experience with myself and also with clients and just um, whatnot is, what do you want? I don't like to use the word want because that comes from a place of lack, but what do you want to choose to experience? Like what, like let, let's break down all the constructs, the programs, the conditionings, all the things that the world, you know, kind of influences our mind in some way, shape or form. And let's really just, what is it that you well, like, what would make you happy like a kid again? This is something I do a lot of work on with kid stuff. And it's looking at uh, being a kid that you feel when I say a kid, think of a three, four year old. You know, that's the peak of imagination. But it's also a place where they they just do whatever makes them happy. What makes brings joy to them. They don't care what someone else thinks. You know, when a four year old's want to have a tea party or act, going through an imagination thing, they don't look and care. Look at an adult and go, oh, look how they're looking at me. I'm a little concerned. They don't have logical mind yet. So they do whatever makes them feel good. What makes you feel good, right? We don't have to try to figure it out in our mind because we, we live up here way too much in our mind. And we got to come back down to the body and reconnect to this amazing thing that is the most advanced technological system that's ever existed that humans has ever seen. And one of the things it does is it, it, it's like we have a guidance system. You can call it intuition. You can call it your feelings. You can call it whatever you like. But there is an aspect to it that can guide you to what that is when you're looking into a new year or whatever that may be what gets you excited and for a lot of people that sometimes can be something hard because they haven't done that in a while because we've let other worlds other things conditions this was my life being a chiropractor for the first five years where i hit that peak financial peak and you know it's like on paper everything looks absolutely amazing successful and all that but at the same token i was a prototype to other people and that's what we see in today's society. And I think that's why mental health is going down. This is pre-COVID going down drastically. And I think the thing you have to really look at is what gets you excited? What get, brings joy into your life? What gets you just like, man, that'd be so cool if I can have that experience. Well, that'd be so interesting. If, not interesting, amazing and joyful. That would be really awesome to have, to choose, to have this experience. And the second thing then is knowing. You know, I like to bring science into the table. I bring a lot of spirituality stuff, but I like to bring science to back it up. And it's one of the things that you can choose anything you want in this life and you can experience that. And it's not just this ancient wisdom or spiritual truth in some way, shape or form. Quantum physics has already proven that. And there's way knowing that how you see your life. That's why I'm so big on vision, because how you see your life and if you really see it in that realm, then that's what you'll experience because how you see something is what it becomes. And so knowing to keep hold on that, that, that aspect of what brings joy to your life and what you want to have or not have, but want to experience. Um, that is the first thing that I would first get into and do, and then let that guide you. There's other things you can add to the mix, but that's usually that feeling. Once you get to understand what that feeling is and you get that mind behind it, because ego is going to want to pick up on those patterns. Once you allow the ego to play a little bit with that, all of a sudden, you have now a guidance system that can guide you to lead to more fulfillment in your life, and it will continue to attract those things that you do you want to have and experience. Yeah, and 
you just gave me goosebumps, Dr. Vic, like you always do. Um, you can also check out Dr. Vic's episode, episode 31. But Linda, I want to get to you, and then I kind of want to just really, really open it up and just have a, a free flow back and forth. But Linda, you you went through this journey of, you know, being a retired teacher and and, and wanting to, you know, transform in, into wellness. So what what would you tell someone then to really hit the ground running in 2023? And you can unmute yourself, you're muted. You're, you're muted still, Linda. Should be in the upper right corner of your screen, the unmute button. I cannot unmute you. There okay. you go. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. Um, what I've learned on my journey is that we all have to learn how to treat ourselves with kindness and compassion. And a lot of times that takes learning how to reframe a negative thought into a positive thought. I think we tend to be so harsh on ourselves. I mean, we're not always going to have good days, but instead of calling ourselves a failure or a loser, we need to just say, all right, you got this, tomorrow will be better, and we need to start seeing ourselves in a positive light, because we really do, like Dr. Vick was saying, that vision of who we believe ourselves to be is, is who we become, and um, that positivity, like Josiah was saying, is a choice. I mean, we need to make that choice, whether it be through your intentions every day, but to treat yourself with compassion that you would give to anybody else, because you have to love yourself before you can love anybody else. Yeah, well said. So let me let me kind of segue into this. Then all of us here have have, as we've talked about, already gone through our own journey. And Josiah, you talked about this about you know owning your journey and taking responsibility. Heather and Karen, you, you guys did too. What what makes us different? Like like we, you know, it's it's crazy almost that we have a job because there's so many people still struggling with this. But how, how what made us different? How are we able to? journey and take responsibility for our lives and like care like you were saying you know choose to have an experience or dr vic what, what you were saying too choose to experience this like how are we able to do that and there's so many other people that are still struggling with that that are not able to do that is do we have like a magic pill or something or like you said karen a happy pill or something or i wish yeah i would I would say what was imperative for me, Brad, is that I, because I was so stuck in my own beliefs and my own stories of who I was, like you brought up a happy pill again. Had you asked me 12 years ago when I was in the height of my spiritual journey and spiritual seeking, if I was happy. I would have had a huge smile on my face and told you, oh my gosh, absolutely. When my life showed a very, very, very different picture, my relationships with my family were a mess. Uh, my relationship with my husband was a mess. Um, I was very shut down. I had massive walls in my relationships. My, um, my spending and, and finance, finances were out of control. So my life was a mirror reflecting back to me what was actually going on inside of me. But because that was too exposing for me to go to, and I didn't have the context to be able to do that, I needed somebody <laughs> to be able to help me break through my stories 
and actually give me the context and the way to be able to be honest with myself. And as Josiah said earlier, be real with myself because RMOs as humans and how the mind works is to do anything and everything to keep us from being exposed and actually having to look in the mirror and get real with ourselves and get honest. So for me, having a mentor to help me break down those stories and actually help me get honest to see the choices and decisions I had made to create the very life I had was imperative. Otherwise, I was going to keep going around in circles and I was going to keep telling myself stories and not have any other way or viewpoint to see it. Well, let me ask everybody that. How many of you kind of like around in circles? I know I did for a while. It took me about four years from the start of my journey to like, go, oh, wait a second. Yeah, I'm just like, a, what's that expression? A, a dog chasing the tail or something like that? Or, I don't remember exactly. But how many of you went around in circles in the beginning of your journey to try to, Heather, go ahead. For sure. I'll, I'll just talk about just the weight loss piece of it. Okay. I've had several stops and starts and false starts and yeah, okay. yeah. made progress and gained it all back, all of that, all of that. Um, and, and what made the difference this, this time was um, that, that self love. Every other time I was doing it as a punishment to myself or as a, uh, you don't, you know, um, I need to lose this weight because, you know, uh, this person doesn't like how I look or, um, you know, all that different thing, all, all that stuff. But this, this, this time it was me, I made the choice and it was a choice of an act of love, you know, uh, self-love. So. Yeah. Linda, you look like you wanted to say something. Yeah, I definitely agree with what she's saying. Um, because when you realize that it's a choice, that you're making that intention to take care of you. And even if that you don't see the vision of taking that big step, take those baby steps because those baby steps are still going to get you where you need to go. And just be happy with the progress that you do make, you know, because those little steps are going to get you just as far as taking one big giant leap. And sometimes baby steps will take you even further than a big giant leap because then you have the risk of falling back and not starting again. So firm believer in taking the baby steps and taking them to where you got to go. Show of hands real quick. How many of you just, you know, show of hands have, have done the baby step philosophy and, uh, and practice the art of self-love and, and self-compassion? Yeah, I was going to say, you know, that's how I felt a lot in my journey is what Linda was just describing, the baby steps. Um, there's so many times where you move forward and you do fall back, you know, as Heather was kind of mentioning. And that's just part of it. And I think getting comfortable with that and, and allowing yourself to be okay with it is a huge piece. Just to know that I don't have to be perfect. I'm probably never going to be perfect, and that's okay. And as long as I am moving forward, that's what I want to do. That's that is the goal right now is to keep moving forward, to keep progressing, to keep learning how to love myself, learning how to make these choices on a daily basis, how to keep control of my mind so that it doesn't run amok, you know, as I'm just on autopilot and I'm just keep, you know, feeling all these terrible feelings because of that. And so just, you know, 
a lot of it's really being okay with the journey and that it is going to be a journey. It's not just a, you're, you're here at stop A and next stop is B and you're done. I mean, it is a, it's a, it's a process. It's a, it's a lifelong process. I think that's, you know, one of the reasons why we're here, we're learning how to do life. And I think a big thing when you get to the end of, the, of your life, if you are able to do these baby steps, like Linda's talking about, you can look back and you can be proud. You know, I think there's a lot of people who are going to look back. They might not be so proud, but it's probably because they're not taking those little steps along the journey or they're not treating, you know, the journey kind of with that uh, idea of like, it is, this is what it is. This is what it's about. It's, you know, whether you want to attain all the things that we say is what the human should attain, you know, the wealth or power or fame or recognition, you know, if that's what you want to go for, then great. But there's a lot of people who don't want to do that. And they just want to have a nice, quiet life with their families and their friends and live out their life. Do that. It's great. Make it about the journey. And I think, you know, once you get to the end, you'll be happy with what you did. I think a big part, too, is accepting yourself for where you are on your journey. Um, where you are right now might not be where you want to be eventually, but you keep patting yourself on your back and you keep telling yourself you're going to take those little steps and you just keep moving forward and you treat yourself with compassion every day and say, all right, you got this, you got so far today, tomorrow you get this far. And, you know, you just give yourself credit for the steps that you've taken. And if I could, if I could add to that, I think, I think what Josiah said is so true. It, it's a process. And I, you know, I spent a lot of time doing things that didn't work so much time doing things that didn't seem to work. And after, for me, you like I, right, I left. Right. Hmm? I'm sorry, Kara, but you mean you didn't get it right, like right out of the gate, right? <laughs> did not, did not, did not hit the thing right out of the gate. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I left my job and I basically dedicated myself to being like, to finding answers, to finding, like to healing myself, to finding if I could have a you know better experience. And so I made it my full-time job. I dedicated all my money, all my time, like everything went towards this. I went to, I did all these trainings. I, you know, saw all these different practitioners and healers and like took all these classes and read all these books and trained myself in the adult. Like I did so much. And after a year and a half, my health was worse. And I was in a worse state mentally and emotionally. And it was, a, it was like one of the darkest moments of my life because it was like, you know, before I had tried all this stuff, there was this little thing in me that was like, you know, I don't know that you can have a different experience, but if you at least tried, like maybe you could, right? So now I've tried and I'm in this worst place. And so it was just, it was this really dark moment for me. But what I would offer is, I did, of course, come out of that. I have transformed my life. But what happened is all of those things that I thought weren't working, now that I look back, oh my goodness, the, the insight that those have given me, like that, I wasn't trusting the journey as I was doing it because I didn't know that I could have a different experience. If I was though, I think I would have seen along the way, all of those things were benefiting me. They gave me such insight. It's like, oh, now I know it doesn't work and why? That's helpful information. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And it helped me see what did work. And the other thing I wanna offer is it is a process 
But I remember I was seeing this practitioner and I was in this really terrible state. And I was doing all this work with her, spending lots and lots of money. And I went into a session and I just said, I have to have something in my life change. I am miserable. Something has to change and it. it has to change for me now. I, I cannot go on like this. I do not want to go on like this. And she said to me, this is a lifelong process. And I'm like, that is not okay, right? I am in misery right now. I am in pain right now. Like this is not like this lifelong process thing. This is not okay with me, right? And so what I want to offer is, yes, it's a process, right? And yes, it keeps going. And it's so exciting that it keeps going, but it doesn't mean you have to be in pain and discomfort the whole time, right? Like I'm still going and it's still a process for me, but it's very different than it was before. Like now I'm like, ooh, I'm excited to see what I can experience next. Like I'm excited to see how good I can feel. Like that's my process now versus my process before is just like trying to like get out of pain, right? And so I just wanna just offer to people like, yes, it's a process. It's this beautiful process. It's this beautiful journey. And wherever you are is there's goodness in it and you'll benefit from it. But it's not to say that you're just going to be staying in like pain. No, the process changes, the journey changes and it becomes something that feels much more like exciting and invigorating. And it's, 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 it, it just becomes so different. But it's like, we do keep going. There's always the next place to go, right? If, if there wasn't, we'd be so bored. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, very true. Uh, a, cu a couple of things I've heard so far throughout is this idea of, of a choice. You, know, you have a choice to be happy or you know, choose what you wish to experience, as you said, Dr. Vic, or, uh, and then this idea of baby steps and to you know, kind of put one foot in front of the other. So let me, again, just open it up. Anybody can, can answer. How, how did you all make the choice to transform? How did you all make the choice to, to better your life? Was it like, I mean, it's not like, and, and I use this metaphor respectfully but it's not like somebody held a gun to your head or was that literally the case maybe you know maybe like spiritually or emotionally or something i'll i'll go first um for me it was i needed to create a better version of myself because my dad had been um diagnosed with a terminal illness and my sister was also diagnosed with a terminal illness and right around that same time, my mother was diagnosed with stage four melanoma. So I knew in order to help them, I needed to get myself in a better place. And at that time, I was teaching two different grades, reading, math, and language. And our um, district wanted to go into a new curriculum, which meant I would have been learning six new curriculums since I was teaching sixth grade, two grades. And I made the choice because we always have a choice um, to do an early retirement and get myself in a better place because I knew in order to help them, I had to feel better about myself. And that's what, what was really my objective in starting that morning routine. And it has played such a huge impact on, on how I live now and how I think now and my actions and everything has changed as a result of that. Um, and I, I do realize we do have choices to make. Um, and a lot of it comes with your reframing those negative thoughts into positive thoughts um, because it changes your perspective. And, you know, like just years ago, I would have said, 
for today, I would have said I'm nervous about today doing this podcast. But now I have a different. I'm nervous too. I'm excited about today. This is a new opportunity for me. So I look at it that way, and I try to see the positive in every situation that comes my way, and realize that I how I view things is my choice, and I'm going to make it work for me. Because even in a negative situation, you can still have that positive attitude. Um, and I think that positivity a lot of times is what gets us through those hard times. And it shapes us into who we are now. And I think we've learned from all those adversities and they made us who we are today. If we didn't have those adversities, you know, we wouldn't be who we are. Those adversities came towards us. So we could learn from them and we could better ourselves from them. And I really have seen a difference in myself since I started making all these changes in my life. And uh, I would never take a step back now. I just, I love where I am and I, I just, I promote it to like my courses. I just, it's just an amazing journey for me. Dr. Vick, let me, let me bump over to you real quick. You said earlier about this idea, choose to experience. What do you, what do you, not what do you want to have, but what do you choose to experience? So how, how do we get people really dialed in to choose to have certain experiences? And then kind of on the flip side of that, and, and I don't know metaphysics as well as you, but I, I, I don't know if people choose to experience like maybe depression or something like that or something. So how, how do we get people choosing to experience life to the fullest, I guess? I would say that that's a choice. I mean, I I wake up every morning before I even get out of bed and I set my intention. Um, whether I'm going to focus on just being positive that day or I'm going to focus on um, being grateful or I'm going to focus on maybe being patient. You know, so every thought and every action is going to be played towards that intention. Um, so I just think um, we have we have a choice in how we're going to react in certain situations. Um, sometimes it's as simple as just taking a pause and not saying anything or acting for just two or three seconds because that changes your mindset of where you're going to go and what you're going to do next. Um, I, I just feel like that has definitely worked for me knowing that I have a choice all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Vick, let me let me bump over to you real quick. What are your thoughts on that? I want you to think of for the listeners who are all listening, it's one of the things you, you know, think of there's this catalog, right? And this catalog is let's say Netflix on steroids, right? It's any possibility. <laughs> it's infinite possibilities. And the reason why this seems so foreign to so many people is again coming back to conditioning of how we've been conditioned as a society. We 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 forgot um because of whatever it may be that we don't have that power to just like a remote, like you're looking to pick out Netflix, what genre do I want to go to? Okay, which one do I want to pick? Boom, I'm gonna hit play, done. It's gonna show up. Do you worry about it, that it's going to upload? Do you pray that your internet's going to hopefully not give out so it can go and stream it the way you want to watch? You I'm don't do any of that, <laughs> right? You don't do any of that unless you got very, you know, unless we're back to like when AOL days, we had to dial in and we'd be like, please just connect, please just connect. That's <laughs> me in the rural area, yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't, we don't, you don't do that. You just know it's going to work. 
It's like you don't if you don't see the sun for five days, you don't pray and hope that the sun still exists. You know it's there. This is abundant thinking a little bit, but going back to the catalog thing, that's what choice really is when it comes to our life. And the thing is, we haven't been we haven't been we we've, we've lost the art of understanding that when we we make a choice. You've heard so many stories. Tony Robbins did it. Talks about this. You know, burn the boats, right? You hear that story, and it's one of those things where there's a lot of truth behind that because when you really dive in to make a choice and you're 100% behind that choice, that is the only choice you're going to have. That's what you're going to choose. Your energy and your focus is there. And wherever mind and focus goes is where energy flows. And wherever energy is going to flow, that's where manifestation is always going to grow. Your infinite source energy. At the end of the day, that's who we are. That's You could call it soul. You can call it whatever you want. But anywhere that we give our energy to, it gives life to. Because our life, our, our energy is here in our body. It gives life to this body. And that's why it operates and does things on, on, a, you know, on a level that you don't even have to worry about, like knowing where the temperature of your foot is. And most people, after I say that, they're going to go, what is the temperature of my foot? Um, <laughs> you know, you're going to go to the, you're going to, you, you know, you didn't know about it. You didn't even think of it until I said it. Then you're like, wait a minute, let me think, what is that? Um, you, you don't, you don't, there's a lot of things that happen on autopilot, but coming back to choice, I mean, that's how powerful we really are. And when it comes into understanding that that aspect and you guys are bringing up a lot of great things well, like taking small actions right the comp the law of compounding effect you can take a penny and double it every day by the end of the month you have a million dollars or if you grow by one percent every single day you're gonna you're gonna maximize yourself 37.6 times i mean this is the power of small things i always love to study the greats in sports because when you look at what they do they study that they focus on the small little things every single day michael jordan's a big fan i'm a big fan of michael jordan i'm originally from Chicago. So it's one of those things where I was studying him and his mind and what he did and why he became so great at what he does. He did in basketball. He did the littlest things over and over and over again to perfect them. He misses a game winning shot. He go back end of the day, go shoot a hundred of those until he felt good with it. It's one of those, those little things that we do is actually what makes the big things. And just, if I can share from a mindset perspective, whenever we strive for really big things, like, for example, when I like this happens with business owners when I'm working with them. What do you want to have? I want a seven figure business. OK, great. Where are you at right now? I make 50,000 a year. All right, great. I go, that's not bad. That's a big gap. And they're like, what do you mean? I go, you're striving for a million dollars. Have you ever had a million dollars? Have you ever gotten there before? No, I haven't. But I want to have a million dollars. I go, if your brain can't comprehend breaking down a million dollars, let's say we break it down the monthly and all of a sudden it's like 80,000 a month. And they're like, oh, yeah, 80,000 a month. That's a lot of money. That creates a gap in the mind. The mind will shut down instantaneously. And it says, forget it, we're not doing it. That's why bite-sized pieces is always great to do because then the mind, you're working with it to say, okay, what can you potentially say? This is what I'm capable of right now. Yeah, I want to get to a seven-figure business, but what am I capable of that I'm okay with mentally that my mind can say I'm good with? Because once you do that and you work with those small pieces, then all of a sudden, then you can now, the energy is going to keep moving forward to where you can attract that and achieve that in your life in some way, shape, or form. Absolutely. I feel like I just had a, a mini a mini course on uh, quantum physics at like a, a college, collegiate level or something. So <laughs> the world attraction. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So 
Uh, let me kind of continue on with this idea of, you know, making a choice. Um, Josiah and, and Heather and, you, and even Karen, you, you guys made a choice to change. And Heather, you did it through self-care and self-love. But what was it about you guys that said, I'm making this choice and, and you know, boom, this is it? Because so many, so many people like, you know, we see this with New Year's resolutions. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make a choice to be healthy. And then it lasts three weeks and then, boom, they're, they're right back to square one. So what made the difference for you guys to, to be able to, to really firmly commit to that choice, I guess? Maybe that's the question. How did you commit to the choice? I'd like to jump in, Brad. Um, the The first thing I I had to really understand, like I mentioned earlier, was understanding what happiness actually is, and how I define happiness, and and what I teach um, to my clients, and what I live in my life, is that happiness is I only want to be me. And I only want the life I have, independent of who or what I have in my life or what it looks like. It's a deep acceptance of myself and my life. So to be able to make the choice to change, I had to actually get out of the trap of the pursuit of human happiness. Because the very pursuit of happiness, which is looking at the things we say we might want to manifest or the experiences that we want to have or the people or things we want to have in our life. When we're going after those things and those relationships and those accomplishments from the pursuit of happiness, that's actually our experience of being unhappy. It's being stuck in a constant cycle of I always want what I don't have because we live in this illusion that once I have that or once I accomplish this, then I'll be happy, then I'll be fulfilled, then I'll be content, then my life will be what I want it to be. And that was my whole spiritual journey, was going after the things that I thought I needed to, that once I have this, once I have this experience, once I get this relationship, once I have this amount of money or I manifest this, then I'll, then I'll be happy. Yeah. And it was... Yeah. What's that? You get the material things. In those yeah. Things. Or even the, if I lose the weight, or even if, it, if I stop doing this behavior pattern, if I can just get out of this loop in my mind, then I'll be happy. And the problem with that is, is that we're always coming from a place of lack. I think uh, Dr. Vick mentioned that earlier. We're always in this place of lack that I'm not enough and my life isn't enough. So for me, I had to, to make the choice of who I wanted to be yeah. for me so that I could feel good about myself, independent of what that was going to bring or give me in my life. I had to make, I had to choose me. And, and in order to do that, I had to decide that I, I wanted to be a person of integrity and a person that builds my character, again, just for me to feel good about myself, because that's the building block of happiness, is building internal self-value as opposed to looking for our value and sense of worth externally. And that's what we're never taught is how do we actually build that self-value? So I had to make that choice and begin making choices from a place of wanting to build 
the value in myself to feel good about who I am in living my life from that perspective to continue growing and learning into the best version of myself. But let me ask real quick, how many of you, again, just show of hands in the process of your, your, your journey and your transformation, how many of you made yourself uh, not just like say a priority, but like maybe the top priority in your life. Like you put your health and well-being above everything else. I think you have to. Yeah, yeah. That was that was what made the difference for me too. And, and anyone listening again, I, that's a huge part of this. I talked to maybe you guys have too, a lot of clients that, oh, where's your where's your health and well-being on your priority list? Oh, it's like number eighteen. Well, yeah, that's that's part of it. So. Mm-hmm. And understanding that that's that's not a selfish thing. I always yes, was yeah, taught that that was not, not selfish to put yourself first. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely not. So, well, Heather, since you got your mic open, how, how did you commit to this, this idea of self-love which led to your transformation? Like, instead of just like, oh, three weeks later, like, I'm not going to do it anymore. Thing. <laughs> right. Well... I think we t- we talked previously about um, I had this kind of moment in my bathroom in the mirror. <laughs> wow. um, yeah, um, it was shortly after, you know, my father had passed away from the brain cancer. I'm in the midst of this. I'd finally left the marriage, but I was in the midst of the ugliness of the divorce. I was a hundred and something pounds overweight. My doctor's telling me I'm pre-diabetic, wants me to take, start, you know, taking insulin, all, you know, insulin and, you know, uh, all this, every, you know, kind of everything coming together all in, all at the same time. And I just had that moment in the mirror of who are you? Because I, I had completely lost touch of me, you know? Um, so, I guess I was doing the things Dr. Vic was talking about. I just didn't know I was doing those things. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't have all that fancy language for it, but um, I was picturing how, what kind of mom I needed to be for my son, because here I was, um, you know, my father, when we talked about me leaving my marriage and the dangerous situation it was, you know, I was like, well, you know, dad, he's not, you know, he's not going to have a father, you know, and my dad's like, well, I'm here. I'm, I'll, you know, I'm going to step in. And well, now, then my dad wasn't there. Now, now what? So now I'm, I'm like looking at myself like I am my son's only parent. You know, I need to be healthy. I need to be well. I need to be, I need to show him um, who I really am. Because unfortunately, he saw me being treated terribly and being being abused, right? I don't want my son to see that and and know that. I need him to see me strong and healthy. And um, so I just had that moment in the mirror where I looked at myself and I was like, who are you? And who do you want to be? Um, And I pictured myself, you know, uh, down the road to the point I picked out my outfit and my boots even, like what I was going to (laughs) wear. when I got to my, you know, my goal weight or whatever, you know, it's it's not about the number on the scale or anything. But I mean, I even went down to that granularity. I'm, I'm just making a little light of it. But I mean, um, I got that detailed about what I wanted my life to look like. Am I there yet? No. But 
nothing's stopping me from getting there. I'm going to like, that's, and I, I committed to that at that level just because, you know, uh, I, I didn't want to be who I was. And I, I saw this very clear vision of who I wanted to be. So well, that, that's that, what I ask all of you again, what, what Heather is saying right there. Again, show of hands. How many of you chose basically? We talked about choice, choosing like love or something like that, choosing faith. How many of you chose to be a new person, chose to be, you know, a new version of you? We, I think we all have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's a big part. Again, I think for a listener who's watching this on video, that's a big part of this journey. Uh, just saying is that if we want to transform our life, go from you know where we are to where we want to be, it's having, as we've talked about, like you said, Dr. Vic, that vision of who we want to be. And I think a lot of people misunderstand that and they try to go, you know, they don't set the mind first, I guess. They don't set that vision part first. They try to jump like right into like I did on my journey. I, I didn't know what to do. I went and rode an exercise bike for three weeks and after three weeks I quit. <laughs> <laughs> and started twiddling my thumbs again. So um, let me go over to you and just ask, I know your daughter was a big part of your journey, but what, what was it about, about it that you were able to really commit to becoming a better you and choosing, like you said, love and, and faith and all of that? I think for me, because I dealt with uh, depression and suicide and the thought of her either not having a dad or her going through those same thoughts that I had gone through, those same, just the mental frustration, anger, anxiety, and not wanting to see her have to deal with that. And so trying to figure out how do I get out of where I am right now to a place where I can feel good about myself so that if she ever gets in a situation like that, I can help her out of it or I can give her guidance at least, let her know that you don't have to stay there. So that was a big motivator for me, was wanting to make that change for my kids and getting to a point where it, I, I know how to do that for myself so that they don't have to go down that road as well. Because there was a, lot, a long time where I just thought, this is just, everybody feels this way. This, this is just normal life as people just feel like this. And that's just what it is. And then once I realized, no, people are actually happy, you know, and they do enjoy life. It's not just pretend. You're not just pretending that you enjoy something. You actually legitimately enjoy it. That's when I started being like, oh, okay, so I don't have to live like this. I don't want my kids to live like this. So how do we make that switch? And that's kind of where the journey really started. Well, let me ask everyone this again, kind of a show of hands. How many of you have, and I call it a higher meaning and purpose, a reason beyond your like Heather, you mentioned about your, your son and, and Josiah, you mentioned about your daughter and your kids. How many of you had that higher meaning and purpose uh, to become that new version of you, I guess? <clears throat> Yeah. That's kind of another common part of this journey, and I try to emphasize that a lot with anyone I, I come in contact with. You you have this higher meaning and purpose. But Karen, let me segue to you real quick. I know you always talk about this is an inside job. So if we really want transformation, most people are looking to transform externally. They're looking exactly like you were to go to the gym. Um, 
how do we switch that thinking and get people to understand that, you know, if we really want to transform, this isn't it. I think if I remember from your episode, you said this is an inside job. It, it absolutely is an inside job. We all know as adults, and we've all heard many times in many different ways, that no one and no thing can make you happy. That the only person that can make you happy is yourself. And we all know that. But no one's taught us, and, and our culture does not enforce um, a, a path and a roadmap to really be able to find our happiness within. So I wanted to touch on a question you asked, Brad, about that I needed, that I start from a place of wanting to become a new version of me. And in offering a, a different perspective just from my journey, is that's actually what I had to give up. <laughs> Because in, in everything that I did, wh whether it was reading the next self-help book, whether it was going to the next heal healer, Kara, I related so much to what you were sharing and, and all the different things that we invest into and the programs we take and the workshops we go to. I couldn't see it while I was in it, Brad. But through that process, I was trying to become anybody but me. And through that process, I was actually eliminating myself. And that was the problem. What I needed to do was actually connect to me and build a relationship with myself exactly where I was before I could begin or even be able to think about what I wanted in my life. Or, or where I wanted to go, or what my what my my purpose for for what I wanted to do was, until I actually had a connection to me and a relationship with myself. Every time I tried to be a newer version of me, I just did the same thing over again and got couldn't see it while I was in it, but actually got further and further and further away from myself. So the journey of finding our happiness within and happiness being an inside job is actually the process of building a relationship with ourselves and actually learning to go in to connect with who we are. And until I could do that, anything I tried to do to be a better version of me was just more of the same of trying to run away and escape myself because I felt so bad about myself, the last person that I wanted to connect with or the last person I wanted to become was me. So I was always trying to become this higher version or somebody other than Karen. Although again, while I was in it, I would have told you, no, I, I, want, to be, I want to connect with myself. But when I can look back now and, and, and see how insecure I was and how unfulfilled I was and how much I hated looking at myself in the mirror, not just because of anything external, but just what I wasn't doing for me in the ways that I, I didn't value myself or know how to make choices to value myself. That was the problem. So I, it, it, happiness being an inside job starts with connecting with who you are, exactly where you are, and we need a process and a roadmap to do it because it's not something that comes naturally to us or that we just know. Yeah, and I know, uh, Taryn, also you've been on your really awesome journey 
uh, and you were on the news, like you gain, lose, gain, lose. And when you finally connected with yourself, that was the key that allowed you to keep it off. So, uh, well, I, yeah, my gosh, we're one hour. So I want to start to wrap this up. I have a couple more things, but I promise to keep it in about an hour and a half. I so appreciate you guys being here. And I could probably keep this going for two, three hours, but I won't do that. Um, let me go around and I'll start with you. And this is a question that people always ask. And Linda, I'm sorry to put you on the spot first. Everyone else will get a chance to think about it. But um, people always ask success. What is success? So Linda, what is success for you? How do you define success? How do I define success? Yeah, is that is the question? Um, with my own happiness. Um, like everybody is saying, happiness has to be internal. It can't, we can't try to be someone who other than who we are we're not going to try to be this person or that person the happiness has to come from within um i believe it has to come in accepting who you are and just being happy with who you are a lot of times too is those positive affirmations that you say every day um as opposed to those negative affirmations because like dr Beck was saying we really do become who we visualize ourselves to be. So if you put those thoughts and energies into those positive affirmations and you say them often enough and you repeat them often enough, you're going to become that person. I used to really have a lot of anxiety. Um, and I just, I just don't have it anymore. I mean, like, I just wake up in the morning and, you know, I have a list of affirmations that I go through and I just, tell myself you know you're worthy you got this um and i put myself in a better vision i see myself in a better place um and i think so much of who we become is who we see how we see ourselves internally um, and a lot of times i think that's hard to break if you grow up in a household that you know you hear all this negative affirmations you tend to become that person um but the same is to be said that life is our choice. And if, you know, we want to be happy, we have to be responsible for our own happiness. We can't put that into somebody else's lap. They're not going to be happy for us. We're, we have to make ourselves happy. They might be happy with something that we said or did, but they cannot be the source of our happiness. We have to first be happy with who we are. And that has to really come for loving yourself for who you are, accepting yourself for who you are and where you're going and just realize that you're going to get there and to just treat yourself with the utmost compassion along the way yeah. and that's and that has just really made a difference for me it's it's made a difference in how i view myself it may made a difference in how you know even on days where things aren't going i I will just say to myself, all right, well, tomorrow's another day. You got this. You know, tomorrow will be better or whatever. But it's a whole mindset thing. It really is a whole mindset because we we tend to become who we believe we are. And only we know who we want to be. I mean, nobody else can tell me who I want to be. That has to come from inside. Kara, Kara, what about you? What is success for you or how, how do you define success? Sorry, were you asking me? Is that? So I define success as being who we are. And so my position is that 
who we, it's like, there's the truth of who we are and we hold within us unique gifts and talents. We hold within us our own unique creative expressions. Um, we're not here to become something. We already are it. We are here to express and experience who we already are, the great creativity, the great geniusness, the uniqueness that we hold. And so it's like though we've become hidden from ourselves, but like we're there. And so it's just a matter of expressing and experiencing ourselves. And we're, my position is we're really here to do that. And when we do that, when we express and experience ourselves, our own uniqueness, our own unique creativity, one, we feel really good. And we're energized and we're in states of abundance. But the other thing that happens is when we're expressing and experiencing our own uniqueness and our own creativity, we don't just benefit ourselves, we benefit the world. And so to me, that is what uh, success is. Sarah, thank you for that. Heather, what, what about you? How would you define success or what, what does success look like for you? Um. Well, I really loved what Kara just said. Um, so a lot of that, but also um, being comfortable in my own skin and not living living my life without apology for anything, uh, for taking up space in the room, you know? Um, being the very best I can be for myself so I can then put that out into the world is is how I define success. Of course, I want my my child to be happy and um, successful in his own way, um, you know, and but that's that isn't actually my job. My job is just to be here for him and lead by example. Um, but I think as long as I'm always striving you know to 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 be my best that's that's how i define success very good i, I like that i like that dr vick what about you curious from a quantum physics point of view you know for me success is really just fulfillment and fulfillment really is just choosing what you want to experience being authentic about it and it's you know, when you make that choice as I said earlier, it's that feeling, and that feeling is is that what is it an uplifting? Does it bring joy within internally, and where does that show up? And this is you know with that process. So for me, that's that's kind of what it is. If I choose to experience something, and then all of a sudden I get I have that experience, I'm like that's awesome. That's success to me. I'm good, solid. Move forward. I can move on to the next thing. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, Josiah. What about you? I think. Uh, I like what Tom Billu says. He says, the only thing that really matters is how you feel about yourself when you're by yourself. And I think that can really encapsulate what success becomes, because if you feel good about yourself when you're by yourself, then that will just lend itself to all the other areas of your life. So it doesn't really matter what it is that you end up doing. You will always feel successful because you always feel good about who you are. And then, you know, as everybody's talking about happiness, um, Sadhguru said, is your life in pursuit of happiness or is it an expression of joy? And I think that ties back into what Tom Bill is saying is if you can live your life as an expression of joy, nothing else really matters because you that it will just exude from you. And then everything that you put yourself to 
it's just going to spread to those things and you'll feel good about it. So you don't have to have a ton of money. You could have a simple life and be extremely successful because your terms of success are defined differently than what the rest of the world defines success, success as. And I think if you do that, you win. So I'm going to steal some of that. Judah. I'm going to go back to listen to this and steal <laughs> yeah. Aaron, what about you? Yeah, very similar to Heather and Josiah. I define success as knowing I've done my best and I feel good about who I am. And that's really the beauty of the journey of being happy and circling back to what I shared in the very beginning for people listening who want a different way than setting the goals or setting um, the plan or the vision for the new year is that happiness is really a lifestyle change to begin to make choices to do your best and be committed to yourself to do your best so that you feel good about who you are. And in that way, no matter what goals you have for yourself, those really become the bumpers for you to continue moving in the direction that you want and creating the life that you want. But your happiness, your fulfillment isn't dependent on achieving those goals because even if the goals change or you don't meet that goal or you don't accomplish it or you don't accomplish your vision or your plan for the year, if you know you've done your best and you follow through to do the things you need to do to feel good about yourself, then you feel fulfilled within and content and it's okay that you didn't meet that goal or it's okay that you didn't make that plan. And we can have, like Josiah said, a, a simple life or any any version of a life and what it looks like and still be successful by feeling good about who we are on the inside. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, everyone, I, I want to thank you all so much for being here today. Uh, I literally feel like I've gotten a million dollar education and and Kara, you weren't here on Tuesday, but I mentioned this. I just go back and listen to my own podcast, the episode that you guys do, and I'm like, holy cow, this is some incredible stuff. Uh, so just, just truly appreciate you all being here. Uh, as I always do at the end of every podcast before I officially sign off here, I just wanted to give anyone else one last chance to say something that you might not have already said. So for the good of the orders or anyone else that would like to add any anything, everyone kind of pretty much summarized everything. Definition of success there, but anybody have anything else or, or everybody good? I would just say just believe in yourself and uh, trust the journey. That's a big one. That's a big one. Yeah, trust the journey. I'm I'm still on that one a little bit. Yeah. So thank you, thank you, Linda. Anybody else for the good of the order? Okay. Well, again, I want to thank all you for being here today and to our listeners and our viewers, wherever you are in the world. I definitely appreciate you being here. Now, all of our, our guests here today are absolutely incredible. They have their own programs and their own sessions and coaching programs and books and all of that stuff. Please check them out. I will put a link to every guest's website and social media handle as well as their podcast episode in the show notes. So please be sure and check those out. Feel free to reach out to any of these. These are the, the gurus, the ones, the ones of the ones, my dream team, I call it for, for 2000. Again, thank you everyone for being here and thank you the listeners for, for watching and listening here today. 
As always say at the end of every podcast episode, this is Coach Brad signing off for the last time in 2022. One year. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, pretty exciting adventure for me and all of you. So thank you again. But as I always say, until next time, this is Coach Brad saying be well, be safe, be happy. Thanks, everyone. Take care. We'll see you in 2023. This has been a production of the Be Well, Be Safe, Be Happy, Eat Ice Cream podcast. For more information on how you can work with me, my products and books, including my all-new book, The Slow Easy, A Beginner's 12-Week Guide for Getting Fit and Healthy and Running Your First 5K, visit my website at www.trainingwithcoachbrad.com. This book introduces a whole new method to being fit and healthy, something I call The Slow Easy. Be sure and look for that. You can also find all of my social media handles there, trainingwithcoachbrad.com. And remember, if you like what you have heard, please pay it forward by hitting the subscribe button, sharing this with a friend, and leaving me a five-star review.